Heaven high and welcome to the Rum Doings podcast and convalescence home for injured 40-somethings. It's Rum Doings episode 233 and I have been a bit poorly for you the last so couple of weeks. pathetic. Well, Judy's school has been giving us all sorts of exotic little bugs to enjoy. The one that I got was some strange chest infection, then I got a bacterial secondary infection. And what wasn't pleasant about it was one night when I basically had to operate my own manual breathing apparatus. I, If I didn't consciously overinflate and underinflate my lungs, I was suffocating to the degree that I actually started getting... Um, numb toes and fingers and slightly cyanotic and i was uh panting and so on and the problem with this was i could operate this mechanism very well until i started to fall asleep at which point uh my normal shallow breathing would continue which wasn't sufficient to oxygenate me so within a few seconds i'd wake up suffocating so that was a fun night of not falling asleep at all except for several seconds where i'd awake without enough oxygen i've not experienced anything like that before and it was certainly a lot of fun but that was over a week ago why are you still ill now well there's a lot of clart that uh, you know how surprisingly long it takes to remove clart from your lungs uh and then what you I can decided, hear it all up in your nose. So no, 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 no. Eyes. No, my nose was fine. But what Judy decided to do uh, at the end of last week was to gain a massive, stinky, green snot pouring out of her nose cold. And I've been skating along that for the last day or two as well. Are you so, dare to call my son rubbish. Well, wait till your son... Well, actually, no, you'll, he'll be all right because your son's school will be a monoculture, so there won't be any strange bugs for him to have to deal with. <laughs> so you're suggesting that the reason you're dealing with these strange bugs is because the children in your school are so foreign that they've been har- they've been uh, harbouring hibernating diseases from their exotic climes. Correct, but because, <laughs> because, because, Toby, because Toby will be going to an Aryan-only school, he won't have this problem. It's funny how you're coming out more racist from this one. Not at all racist. Um, I think that what uh, are you are you saying that um, what happened to the American Indians didn't happen to the American Indians? Yes. Okay. I'm saying it's American Indian propaganda because they wanted to get free casinos. How did it turn out to be casinos? That's an odd one. I need to read the history of that. Well, alcoholism is a, a very big problem in the Native American community, and gambling I know. comes hand in hand. It just makes sense. We watched an awful episode of Star Trek The Next Generation last night where where an American Indian uh, group colonised a new planet uh, to keep all their traditions alive and there was lots of panpipe music and spiritualism going on <laughs> and Wesley Crusher went on a spirit quest. And you know what? The Federation were doing a treaty uh, with regard to their planet and handing it over to the Cardassians. So these poor Native Americans... There's a slight difference between the Cardassians yeah, and the Cardassians. Yeah, these poor Native Americans were having to be forcibly lo- relocated again. Did you notice the... the whack, South whack, whack, whack. But they fought back. Nick, mm. what's the topic? Isn't it about time someone dealt with spam? Oh, grief. I did say. You did, you did warn me. <laughs> I did warn you. <laughs> I, I've been ill. I've, yeah, but you're always ill. Yeah, but so are you now. 
It's I've the had, curse of uh, having children. Everybody have an abortion, have an abortion, because otherwise you'll never be well again. It's true. It's awful. Do it for your own nasal passages' sake. Yeah, what, what's wrong with you then? I had a, a horrible sore throat. Cool, cool, blind, cool, lummy. That often then turns into, I've noticed these days, what happens is, it starts with a little tickly throat, and then it moves slowly oh, yes. well, up. Fortunately, it wasn't tickly. It was just a real focal point of pure crazy pain. And, um, and so that really, that really took it out of me for a couple of days. But I was a brave little soldier. I want to know, would it be a problem if all viruses suddenly disappeared from the earth? I mean that sincerely. Would there, what would fall apart with regard to ecosystems and the so NHS. forth? NHS. I know that viruses have been useful in the past in infecting uh, DNA and causing mutations that sometimes turn out to be useful. But I'd like our biology listener mm. to get back to me and say, if suddenly, through some magic ray, all viruses, every single virus on this planet were debilitated, what would happen? Would that be a disaster for us somehow? Well, mass, if over so, how? mass overpopulation, presumably. No, forget about Malthusian. I'm talking about actually, do we have some sort of symbiotic requirement for them that I don't understand, which would call us, cause us to fall apart? Because I'm ready to operate that ray, John, and I, okay. just need to, I just need to know. Talking of being ready to operate, I'm having my gallbladder removed in a week. God, you're such an idiot. Five days. You're such an idiot. Well, it's that or uh, die, so I picked, I picked have it removed. Yeah, right. Listen, you, you're, you've just listened to big gallbladder. Blad <laughs> That's right. There's a lot of money to be made in gold. That propaganda. Yeah. Unfortunately, the bet your best effort to prove it as propaganda was an article that was outrageously dishonest. Well, so, you, um, you'll be suffering forevermore from I, your lack well, of yeah. But it's it's it, the genuine risk is the stone moving. To, it's it moves to your liver or your pancreas, and then quick bonk. You're Why don't you just get rid of these stones? Because they don't. It's not like kidney stones. You can't dissolve them. You've got to take the whole damn thing out ridiculous I absolutely ridiculous i know it's i'm very cross uh, as you should be i'm glad you're not sanguine about it because it's nonsense i'm not willing to have any consequences of it i'm going to continue eating the same and it's going to be fine of course how's laura taking this yeah. does she mind that you're going to be going under the knife she doesn't care she got somebody lined up in case there's a tragedy on the operating table I'm sure she's always got a couple of backups good well you need to take backups obviously it would be irresponsible not to do so oh i dreamt that the other night that my dad <laughs> yes had uh well you'd backed up your dad well he's my dad was in in real life was always very sort of forward thinking with technology until till the last 10 years when he started to get a bit a bit proper old manny with it uh-huh um but uh, so i dreamt that my dad was just sat at the, my parents kitchen table but it was a sort of uh, a backup recording so he'd video he'd recorded enough of himself so that there could be this excuse me <coughs> you're not excused oh so there could be this representation of him left behind for mum and uh-huh. um and and it offered to make a cup of tea so dad offered to make a cup of tea and then someone else pointed out to him oh you can't do that it's beyond the boundaries of what you can do your program can do and he said oh yeah that's right i forgot about that and then said so shall i make a cup of tea and it was awful it was this horrible brutal sad moment of just realizing there was this broken version of my dad that my mum was sort of using to keep herself going 
that it does sound like a Star Trek the next generation episode i know and then i was then suddenly i, I was somewhere Created else something weird in the replicator i was talking to this really calm man and he said look do you want to talk you seem obsessed and i said yeah i'm i i, I do want to talk but i need you to understand that i can't i'm really having trouble telling the difference between uh being awake and dreaming at the moment and he looked me directly in the eyes but made really strong eye contact and said this is dreaming and i woke up Oh, good. So, so I like that guy. He solved your problem. He's he a little your- bit of a, a dream hero. He is a dream hero. You need to make sure you employ him full time. I should, shouldn't I? Yes. Amazing. Uh, how have you been coping with the hysteria about Trump? I'm finding the hysteria about Trump worse than Trump because people are people are going into full operatics before he's actually really done anything. What no, are they going to just- do when he actually does something? But he's actually doing stuff already. That's not really. No, he yeah, hasn't really. really done anything that any other president hasn't done um i disagree with you entirely yesterday he well you're exten- incorrect yesterday he extended the pipelines yeah which um, which uh, which which actually obama was going to do no he wasn't obama stopped it from happening that's rubbish he he, he paused it from happening uh, because he knew he was about to stop being president before the last few months oh, i he don't was very back up that before the last few months he was very enthusiastic and supported it of course he did. The Keystone Pipeline, the Native Americans going back to Star Trek were furious with him, and rightly so. No, there's that, that's the, the pipelines is not an interesting issue. Plus, I support pipelines. You do, do you? Yes, because what pipelines do is that they, get, they allow America to get more fossil fuels from Canada than from, say, Saudi Arabia or Russia. So, yeah, I support them. Well, I think you're wrong. I support anything that extricates our energy requirements from Russia or the Middle East. I know that you love those two places, mm. but that's because uh, Putin and the Saudi king fund you. They, I don't get funding from him. I think he's um, he's, uh, he's he's genuinely frightening. I mean, shutting down uh, Park Service Twitter accounts because they said things about environmental damage. Not He's, particularly interested in that. I, I'm waiting for something. You should be. You should be interested. I'm not and I interested. think were you not trying to be contrary, this is the I'm kind not. of stuff that would get you more riled up than anything else. He's trying no. to silence uh, his, people's free speech. This is genuine. Who cares? Oh. He'll be out in four years' time. He's not doing anything that can't be undone. I think just he could genuinely destroy uh, NPR. Well, do you think he'll be able to do that within four years? I don't think well, if so. If he cuts funding, where's, it's not going to be able to rely on public no. funding, is it? No, it, it won't, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, what do you think will genuinely happen at that point? Not a hysterically, and that's something I've been wondering about. What would actually happen? Do you, are you suggesting that the public would suddenly reach deeper into their wallets? Well, the public will have a choice at that point, won't, won't it? Yes. It, they'll either say, actually, you know what, I don't really care... Well, the three, one of three things will happen. NPR will disappear completely. NPR will, will carry on in a kind of very denuded fashion with just lots of looping news reports and not much else. Or the, the public and sponsors will suddenly fill the uh, shortfall. Which of those three do you think will happen? Oh, my goodness. Are you, are you living in Compton or something? What? Because you can hear a siren. Uh, and the gunfire. I didn't hear the gunfire, but I have headphones on, so... Yeah, true. Um, I'm I'm slightly muted to the... So, of those three things, what do you think will happen? I think the the last thing will happen first. I think the public will keep it going for a while, and then that will peter out. 
But if the public do keep it going, won't that actually be good news? Because then, extricated from this kind of blackmail of half-hearted government funding would be quite... It's a bit like uh, what Joan Littlewood said. I mean, she was a dyed-in-the-wall socialist and she wanted uh, government-supported arts. But when somebody pointed out, if you get the government to support the arts, then the government get the arts that the government won. They have a say in it. And she said, yeah, well, that actually is a problem. And if NPR could be genuinely, properly self-sustaining... I think that would be very healthy uh, and then nobody would be able to play any political footballs with it anymore. So I hope that will happen, but I don't know how, what people in the US feel about it and if enough of them feel, feel important, feel it's important enough to protect. It's interesting. I tend to listen to NPR at home these days more than I listen to Radio 4. And as much as we have a, a, an Amazon Echo speaker and I listen to WBUR Boston more than I listen to Radio 4. Uh, and that's not because I necessarily think it's 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 particularly good. I mean, I don't like being interrupted every five minutes by being told that um, some pharmaceutical company is supporting this program. But I do kind of like that smug, upper-middle-class, <laughs> uh, liberal voice. It's very comforting. You know what I mean? NPR voice. I find lady NPR voice a little bit frustrating, actually. Well, the problem with Lady NPR voice is they've tried to make it a bit diverse these days, and that's not worked. Oh, that would that that sounds better to me because that's that's that single monotone Californian accent, but it's really softly spoken. Um, yes, NPR voice lady. That no, the problem with the really diverse one. I, no, I'll tell you the problem with the diverse. They've gotten their their diverse from uh, Asian British people. Oh, that's so one I of my favourite hear... accents. No, it's fine, but I might as well be listening to Radio oh, 4 at I that see. point. <laughs> and they And, you know, I say, hold on, I, I didn't, I didn't, it's a bit like when you go to America and you're in a supermarket and you hear oh, a British no, accent. Oh, no, yes. I don't want my NPR to suddenly have Brits on. That's bad. <laughs> Awful. But they're, they're I mean, they're, the problem, you've got these Robert, Robert Seagulls and so on who are just so NPR. And there's a, there is one other annoying thing. When you ask uh, Alexa to play WBR, then a lady or a man, they're very careful, it, it, it's randomised between the two of them, will give a 30-second announcement telling you that you're about to be listening to WBUR and how good it is before it kicks into the live programming. Ugh. That's annoying. So uh, I'll defund them just for that. That's fair. That's reasonable. Yeah. I've only got an Echo Dot. Are you, have you connected it to a proper speaker? Not, no. My brother got an Echo Dot and he connected it to his Bose speakers, which he already had. That seems like a good... Uh, it does. It's a good idea. I don't have... Have you adapted the Echo Dot so that you can say computer? No, I've adapted it so I can say Echo rather than Alexa, because Alexa is well, wonderful. In the last couple of days, you've been able to say computer. So oh, you really? You're Jean, you can pretend you're Jean-Luc Picard. You can literally oh. say, you can literally say, computer, um... Earl Grey tea, tea, Earl Grey hot. hot so you're tea, watching girl, it in there right now and you can't remember uh, it. I haven't seen it for 20 years and I can remember it better than you. Uh, Ask me anything about Star Trek, a program I didn't really care for and I'll be able to tell you the answer. What was the name and what was the sex of Data's cat? Oh gosh, that's a good question. It is a good question. Oh my goodness, I've forgotten. I want to say... He wrote a oh, poem. I remember. It's called, it was called Spot. It was a dog's name. It was called Spot. And I d- isn't that terrible? That's really frightening. I have. I didn't care for Star Trek at the time. I haven't watched it for twenty years, but I still retain. I, I was able to answer the first question you asked. I do think I remember- could do Mastermind on TNG without caring about the subject. Do you remember Data's poem to Spot? Uh, I think it was called Ode to Spot, but I can't remember the words. Shall I read it to you? Please. 
Felis catus is your taxonomic nomenclature, and endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature, your visual, olfactory, and auditory senses contribute to your hunting skills and natural defences. I find myself intrigued by your sub-vocal oscillations, a singular development of cat communications that obviates your basic hedonistic predilection for a rhythmic stroking of your fur to demonstrate affection. A tail is quite essential for your acrobatic talents. You would not be so agile if you lacked its counterbalance, and when not being utilised to aid in locomotion, it often serves to illustrate the state of your emotion. Oh, Spot, the complex levels of behaviour you display connote a fairly well-developed cognitive array, and though you are not sentient, Spot, and do not comprehend, I nevertheless consider you a true and valued friend. Now, the point of this ode was to show how, uh, basically, uh, Data could never really write a fully emotional poem, mm. and it was kind of a parody of... Of of uh, effectively an, as if an autistic person were, but it failed told deeply. Yes, it's quite good. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the point. <laughs> and, and 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 I hadn't realised it, but apparently, uh, uh, a number of autistic people do look at data as an as an example of how to live a fulfilling life with autism. Because effectively, data is autistic. He doesn't quite comprehend emotions or how Until to they ruin him in the first contact. Which is ridiculous because the whole yes. point of him yes. is this. So, and of course, he does. The thing is, he oh, I feel no. Yeah, he does have emotion, but he's got some weird apprehension of them, and he feels them in a very basic, peculiar way. And he was a very interesting character. And then, of course, they read, oh, I'll give you an emotion chip. Now you're just a dull. Yep, you're you're another D out of Troy. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah. I, the one problem with that poem is the uh, bit about balance. Apparently, that's rubbish. Is it? Yeah, so we were worried for Lucy when she had to lose half her tail, and the vet said, oh, no, it's complete rubbish. They don't really use it for balance. It's purely for uh, expression. It just says you would not be so agile if you lacked counterbalance. It doesn't say the Lucy degree. Seems to have maybe lost... Lucy is, no, maybe Lucy is no 0.3. Balance is Hold actually. on. Have you measured it? Maybe she's 0.3% less true. agile. That's true. Have you measured it scientifically? Uh, yes. You put her on a tightrope and compared? Yes, and the standard deviation, it didn't. It, something's maths I've forgotten. Huh. Oh gosh, I'm very old. Philip Schofield's older. I'm 40 this year. He's Philip's. Probably, he's probably been 40 for a bit though. F- Philip Schofield, his hair went white when he was about 10, didn't it? Well, apparently he was. Yes, he was. Well, not quite, but he, I think he was a teenager, and he dyed it for many years until he just realised, screw it, and stopped. And stopped. Are you going on holiday this year? I assume we will try to at some point. We have, you know, just been to Lapland. You have, and that was more than enough. Somewhere warm. I know you don't like warm places, do you? I like moderate. We should look and see if uh, uh, any affordable cruise becomes available. I saw... But what were the dollars and the euros at the moment? It's pretty much unlikely. I saw that Hertie Gruten... I beg your pardon, how Her- dare you? Hertie Gruten are doing an offer where if you don't see the Northern Lights, you get the whole cruise for free. Oh my goodness, they're probably just... They're probably laser projects. Yeah, I was going to say, they must have some astonishing get-out clauses for that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Hertigruten. I've not heard of Hertigruten. They're on the front... There was an advert on the front page of the Telegraph, because I look at the front pages of the newspapers on the BBC every day. Hold on, you did... You already seen Northern Lights when you went to Lapland, didn't you? I did not see them. Laura saw a very minor display. Why did you not see? Because I was in the hotel room looking after the boy... 
Why didn't he go to look at the lights? Because you, they didn't come alive until long after 11. You should just put him in a pram and let him sleep. He doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah. As I believe, nor does your daughter, so don't you start. Well, she, we make a little nest for her in our bedroom, and at about two in the morning she comes into it in the floor. <laughs> Toby's still um, in, a, in the prison bars. He's unable to make that escape. Uh, yeah, eventually he'll, um, he'll learn. and. Uh, well, he's not far off being able to climb out. Excellent. And fall headfirst onto the ground below. Uh, do, do you feel very sorry for poor Therese, St. Teresa having to uh, <laughs> take Brexit to Parliament? Did you, did you send her a condolence card? Of course. It's such, an odd, it's such an odd thing that they would waste so much money on this matter of pure vanity. Because yes. they know they're not going to have a problem. They know they have the most pulsillanimous coward imaginable as the op- leader of the opposition. Who's basically said, I will support anything you do. Yes. To all so they purposes. know that that's not an issue. Yes. The worst that can happen is that they're going to have some manner of um, limitation on how daft they can be with the. There'll be some minor. Play. There'll be some, some minor to the Liberal Democrats and SNP. and it'll be such a sob. It'll yeah. be something like, "Oh yeah, uh, Parliament will have to agree in five years' time to do X, Y, and Z." It'll be it'll be absolutely ridiculously minor. Uh, and you're right. I don't know why she made such a fuss about it. Either she's stupid or she's worried about something. Not worried about this. Is it but because it was a president. private case? Is it because it was an, an individual overthrowing her ambition, throwing the government's ambition? Yes, and I imagine it was a point of pride on that level. It's absolutely fascinating. Morons like in Duncan Smith saying, "Oh, a complete idiot," saying that you know they're telling Parliament what to do. No, no, they're telling Parliament. They're telling Parliament that Parliament needs to tell them what to do. They're reminding Parliament that it is sovereign. Yes. You know, uh, I'm, uh, oh, Ian Duncan Smith, I mean, honestly, he is utterly thick. Uh, uh, and uh, every moment that you think he might be uh, showing some sign of perspicacity, yes. he then craps on it. He's an extraordinary... Remember, because he went through that time where he, he, he visited a lot of homeless charities and it looked like he was coming to well, some when sort he was of Well, when he was in opposition, he was a... An extraordinary advocate for disabled rights, and the moment he got into power, became someone who was literally, literally. This isn't exaggeration. This isn't hyperbole. Responsible for the deaths of many homeless of dis, of many disabled people. Well, uh, that does sound like hyperbole. It isn't. Me. Read the read the data. Read what the government tried to I'm cover not, up. I'm not going to read the canary. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the canary. No, <laughs> talking about private eyes on going. Uh, uh, focus on the freedom of information demands they've been making along with various disabled most... charities do you to know prove that people have been killing themselves as a result of the uh, nah, nah, nah. rules he brought in. Oh, you do don't you know care the most... about that. No, I don't care. They should. Um, do you know the... <laughs> Eugenics is a great policy. Do you know what? Do you know what the most frightening thing about Ian Duncan Smith is? Well, I was I... gone. I have my don't... Thing, gone. I I don't believe that he's cynical. I believe that every time he does something. He truly believes he's doing it from the depths of moral principle and ignores any uh, contradiction between his previous stance. He, he genuinely believes he's a strong and true uh, principle believer at every moment that he believes something. I don't believe he's cynical or sociopathic at all. I was going to say, I was going to remember, I think everyone seems to have forgotten, when he ran to be leader of the Conservative Party after Hague. Yes. He um, had to suddenly sever all his ties with the BMP. Everyone's forgotten you, that. 
What are you talking about for BNP? No, I have forgotten that. Are you sure? Yeah, Come I, now. We discussed are you time. not just making something up? He had senior advisors who were um, former BNP members. He had to suddenly quickly fire, clear the decks. No, no, no. Yep, that yep. that sounds a little bit like something scurrilous was said. Nope. I remember it at the time. He had an aide who was a former BNP member that he had to fire in order to uh, run for leader. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That seems very strange to me. Does it? Are you sure? Are you not libeling, slandering him? Nope. Hmm. Nigel Farage is doing very well. Doing well, very well for himself. Most successful politician of our era without ever actually being a politician. Talk show on... Uh, talk, talk show on LBC and apparently he's going to get a huge amount of media stuff in the US as well. Fox is going to give him something. He's amazingly well. Have you seen... Have you looked at Donald Trump's Twitter account at all recently? No. no. So I, I haven't I looked don't... at much of Twitter recently because I'm now... I'm using the... As I said, I'm using the official Twitter account, so I don't tend to use Twitter much because <laughs> of that. See, I, I, I had a look at it today for the first time in a while because I, th- I assume now he's got the POTUS account. Yes. I oh, assu- he'll calm down. Yeah, he, he won't be allowed that, that would be the official channel, everything would be vetted, and he would retire his personal channel as, as, of course. as Obama did. Nope. Hasn't done that. So I shall read you his tweets from the last... 24 hours mm-hmm. um, 22 hours ago we'll be meeting at 9am with the top automobile executives concerning jobs in America I want new plants to be built here for cars sold here exclaim 16 hours right. ago a photo delivered yesterday that will be displayed in the upper lower press hall thank you Abbas and it's a picture of what appears to be by the date on the photograph the women's march which he is using as a picture of his inauguration Right. Um, 16 hours ago as well. Great meeting with the automobile industry leaders at the White House this morning. Together we will hashtag MAGA. Um, next, what does that mean? Make America Great Again. Oh, right, yeah. 15 hours ago, signing orders to move forward with the construction <coughs> of Keystone XL and Dakota Access Pipelines. The new office in the photo. So it all seems fairly normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Eight hours ago, great meeting with Ford CEO Mark Fields and General Motors CEO Mary Barrett at White House today. Um, so that's great. Yeah, that, that, and I think, I believe at that meeting, he basically, that's where he told them that if they tried to import cars from Mexico, he put a 30% border tax on them or something. Um, okay, so then the next one, seven hours ago. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to at Fox News for being the number one in inauguration ratings. They were many times higher than fake news at CNN. Public is smart. Well, that's good. And. So after, so like you think, oh, it's gone back to normal, and then he tweets that he tweets, congrats, he's congratulating a news network, and then saying another news network is fake news, using this god awful term that it was obviously going to be appropriated by him the nanosecond it started getting used in the media. He's he's very clever. That's how he won the election. I disagree that he's very clever. I disagree strongly. I think... oh, no, no, no. I think he's very thick. But yes. in this respect, as I said, no, as me... I said from the beginning, I said the fact that he just came up with a phrase like crooked Hillary and banged on with it. That's perspicacious. And Hillary could never respond. I think Hillary responded with something like Trump, uh, hate, love Trump's hate or something. No, 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 Hillary, that doesn't work. And it didn't work. You, The fact that he, he banged home crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, and then all his opponents also in the primaries, he came up with something about, about all mm-hmm. of them, you know, little Marco and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that, that suggests a certain cleverness. Now, he's unintelligent and thick in almost every other respect, but
but he knows the demotic. No, no, you see, I... this is where I disagree. This is why I think it's something, it's instinctive. Now, there was a, a guest on Samantha Beach. Oh, it may be instinctive. No, I'm not saying it's, no, I'm not saying, you, I'm not saying that it's not instinctive cleverness. Well, I would argue. Uh, it's, like, it's like being able to throw a ball well. I'm not saying, oh, you studied well on that and you uh, did got a good university degree in ball throwing ology. Okay, well, I disagree that it's clever to be able to throw a ball well. <laughs> Um, he, well, I, I, I didn't say there, Let's just listen. There was a uh, a guest on uh, uh, on Samantha B's show this week, and she talked about. I don't know who Samantha B is. I don't care that you're ignorant. Um, who Samantha B? I need to know whether she is acceptable. She's or a not. former Daily Show correspondent who now posts a okay the... Daily Show unacceptable. <laughs> so John Oliver is unacceptable. Correct. Um, uh, your boyfriend, that geeky nerd podcast dude, he's unacceptable. Is he? Yes. Yeah. They're all unacceptable. Yeah, okay, anyway. Um, oh, no, I, I think they have a lot to answer for. I think they... She was a correspondent. She wasn't a writer or a host. No good. Anyway. And as for the new guy who hosts The Daily Show, that South African idiot, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Well, I saw him do his first good thing ever, which I'll move on to next. But anyway, so Samantha B had a guest on who talked about how Donald Trump is essentially the, the bully in the playground who holds the pencil case above the kid's head. And the kid says, give me back my pencil case. And the bully says, I don't have your pencil case. That right. that brilliantly captures Trump. It's not cleverness. It's just this instinctive gaslighting. It's this sort of oh good grief, man! If you're going to die, just get on with it. Yes. Um, he, uh, is, you know, that you can't argue with the the bully saying, "I don't have your pencil case," while holding your pencil case. You can't argue with that guy. So he says, you know, we had the highest ever turnout to my inauguration when there's photographs of showing that it's it was not. You can't argue with that. It's 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 an instinctive genius, if not, but without any cleverness. No, okay, that's fine. I'll say it's an instinctive genius. Yeah. Fine, I'll agree with that. Um, um, and I think that's I think that's true. And the problem is Hillary didn't have that instinctive yeah, genius. Well, at all. no, but they, who? How can no one can fight back? That's my point. You either you can only be as stupid as it. Um. So when he's calling CNN fake news, which is and CNN is a is a ghastly news channel, but it, it isn't is fake news. That's not what the term means. His next tweet: If Chicago doesn't fix the horrible quote scare quotes carnage and square quotes uh, going on, two hundred eighty eight shootings in two thousand seventeen with forty two killings up twenty four percent from two thousand sixteen, I will send in the feds. Well, that's not. It's not good news that. That is happening well, in Chicago. A, that's that not, is a disgrace. A, those numbers are down from 2016. He's wrong. Still not, still not good enough. Yeah, it's not good enough, but I will send in the feds. And what are the feds going to do about it? Well, what the it? hell does that even mean? Well, the state troopers, I exactly, imagine. Exactly, it's gone um, insane. And what are the state troopers going to do? Two, and 228 shootings is a lot less, and 42 killings is a lot less than I would have thought was happening in Chicago. Although... Just outside Chicago is a much more dangerous places to be. Yeah. And then today he's tweeted. So, well, last thing he tweeted last night was big plan, big day planned on national security tomorrow. Among many other things, we will build the wall. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. No, he's already won't build that. the wall. He's already started saying, well, actually, you know, to get it done quickly, we will pay for it, and then we'll then then we'll back charge uh, uh, Mexico. Yeah. Right. It's like how it's just so odd. It's like I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to get my neighbours to pay for it. What? Do, no. Somebody's pointed out something very interesting, though. Their plan to uh, get rid of Obamacare, and let's remember, Obamacare was hideous. It was Romney care because Obama's original plan, he was too weak and lazy to get through. I don't think uh, lazy, but certainly too weak. No, he was no too lazy because I he disagree. didn't push it. He he, he had a filibuster 
proof majority at that time. And he was, okay, uh, uh, lazy by, by which I mean didn't have the backbone. Well, that's not lazy. That's cowardly. That's weak. I consider that a brand of laziness, okay. but we can argue the semantics okay. of it. And and so he put through Romney Care, which is exactly, you know, Obamacare is pretty much exactly what the Republicans wanted. And it gives a lot of power to the pharmaceutical companies, just as was planned and so on. But of course, his having put that through meant that the Republicans had to oppose it. Uh, and the thing that they've rep- they want to replace it with doesn't work. It's just a complete and total mess. Uh, and it's contradictory. There was actually a uh, Boing Bong, who was going crazy at the moment because of Trump, but they nevertheless linked to a a very good comic version of the Republicans' replacement plan. There was a a guy who did a comic about how economics works, called Economics with an X at the end, and he's done one about the Republican replacement proposals for Obamacare. And the logical conclusion of this replacement is um, they can't achieve what they want to achieve and what uh, Trump said he wanted to achieve on the stumps unless they end up after everything comes out in the wash effectively giving Medicare to all. That's the only... It, it, it's kind of this weird tumble-dryer thing where the, all their contradictions fall apart. They either get rid of all health care for everybody and return to even worse than what the status quo was mm-hmm. and remove insurance from millions and millions and millions and millions of people who now have it which you'd think even in the u.s would be politically dangerous if they want to stay for another four years after this term or they effectively give medicare for all so it's going to be maybe obama was playing the long game well he might have been it's it's, it it might have been a very clever hegelian strategy you know effectively he's forcing the dialectic forward and eventually the whole thing because that's the only thing that they can do at, at any feasible cost basis. So I'm curious to see what happens. It may be one of those cases where it needed to be, needed to be pushed off the edge like this for eventually the rational thing to be done. So I'm hopeful about that. I am less hopeful about, um, things like, uh, energy policy and so on. Cause I don't think, I think renewables, uh, was really catching on interestingly and well. Uh-huh. And I think his ties to the oil industry are going to be screwing that up badly. Uh, the only benefit I can see is at least they'll be getting more of their oil from Canada rather than Russia and the, uh, the, uh, the, the Middle East, which is going to be interesting bearing in mind Putin's support for him. I think Putin will may may lessen his support of him well uh, russia today watch is that already space. turning on trump that's already started yeah now the one thing that i am most scared about though is they've gotten somebody in the fcc who completely opposed net neutrality oh, yeah, that is, and that, is complete, that yesterday completely in the pocket of the awful telecommunications companies so there could be some massive screwage of the internet in the US and therefore everywhere so that's funnily enough the one thing that I think could cause the most long term damage here Uh, and it's a pity that uh, Trump couldn't have been made made, made, forced to make an issue of this 
you know, because it could have been an obsession of his because, you know, he, he, he was, he changed his mind about things 20 times. And if somebody had gotten in his ear and said, you know, uh, the, the internet for the people, uh, for American workers, not for American corporates. And, you know, it yeah. could have been one of his tokenistic populism things, but nobody got to him because, of course, it's a technical issue and nobody cares. So that's the one thing that I am worried about. Everything else I think is kind of reversible. And in four years, um, it won't matter. But uh, that's the one thing because a lot of, a lot of infrastructure and uh, technical and billing uh, procedures could be put in place, which would be very difficult to undo. So we'll see. But I, I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong about that. So your Daily Show man, I think his name is Trevor Noah. Is that his name? Something like yeah, that. He, yeah, yeah, um, he did, quite a racist man. Thank you. He said an interesting piece. Um, well, his writers wrote him an interesting well, sure. piece. Um, yeah. about and it, it's something I've seen a few people discussing on Twitter as well in that Trump's Trump seems to say out loud what he's told in briefings so his, oh my goodness yeah he is told um this, this is based on an argument someone was making on Twitter yesterday in a big Twitter chain um they were saying that uh, he's obviously being told this is the reason why we're saying x and then he's getting up and saying the reason not x yeah um, I suppose ha- having been always the head honcho yeah. in a business he's not used to having to you know uh, to to moderate the moderator's output okay so, he's li- so so what sort of thing um oh gosh i need to dig out that twitter thread to get the good examples what uh, daily show pointed out was that he's now saying everything that was key to his campaign he's now reversing um but pr- pr- proudly and so he said he said he was at a doing a, a rally recently and the the crowd started chanting uh about he mentioned hillary and the crowd started chanting lock her up lock her up and he went yeah he waved it off and yeah no no that played well before the election yeah not now he literally yes. said that out loud yeah no and, and and also um but but the thing is that he was never going to because actually he was friends with with the clintons and hillary and they've also mm. i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of corrupt baggage tied between the two of them and i think there was an implicit thing you 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 go after us and you'll and you'll find that a lot of the sordidness that happened between you and the foundation will come out and you don't want that so he never actually wanted to attack hillary at all it was, but as he yeah again it was just demotic and rhetoric which worked well in the campaign but he's which is understandable but he's saying yeah. it out loud to his campaigners and as as noah points out on the daily show you can hear this weird atmosphere of them all sort of clapping and they're going uh are, are we in on this now <laughs> yes. and it's not it's really really creepy well he did the same thing with drain the swamp you know when yes, people said that's said oh you you were all been charting that but i never really thought yep. that was a particularly exactly. good phrase he said yeah what? i didn't want to say that and then i said it and then people really latched onto it and that was so i thought whoa great so i kept well i might as well stick with it for a while why yeah. did he say any of that out loud <laughs> again he's, he's he he represents an interesting opportunity here because he is so peculiar and so, uh, you know, he's clever, instinctively clever in certain ways, but in other ways, he's an imbecile. And I don't know if we've ever had that combination before or, uh, as a president. It's going to be fascinating to see. And quite frightening. No, I'm not frightened. I am. Why? Because stuff could happen. Stuff could always happen. Uh. There's, uh, I don't think that there's any particular reason to be scared of him i was much more scared of george w bush because of people like cheney and rumsfeld uh now if i find an equivalent of cheney or rumsfeld with um 
with, with Trump, then I'll be worried. But at the moment, I haven't. I've just found a lot of a lot of banal corporatists. But we'll see. We'll see. Why won't but Twitter I, load more tweets for me? I don't know. Twitter's broken, isn't Twitter's it? Isn't just, it's close. It's closing down soon. <laughs> Twitter has decided there's a bottom. Yes, and it's not going to go below it. No, it won't. It doesn't want to reveal the sordid truth. I need to under its bottom. I need to find this damn thread. I don't think so. I think it's just causing awkward radio. Oh, <sighs> I'm absolutely furious right now. Are you? No. Are you really, really furious? No, not really. Uh, I didn't think you were. So, um, I want your updated predictions now because I've been very bad at making them. Uh, <laughs> when uh, what March was when we were supposed to be doing Article Fifty and doing our hard Brexit. What do you think will by the when do you think we'll be out of the EU, unambiguously and completely? What date? Name the date. Uh, well, it can't be before twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one is when we'll be out completely. And uh, so that's one prediction. I'll just write it down. Your other prediction was Queenie's going this year. Well, it was last year, so I was wrong. I'm not going to pretend. Oh, was it last year? Okay. Do you want to update the prediction? Well, it's just a bit... I guess it's just a bit too easy at this point, isn't it? Because yeah. old lady I mean, dies. what about Philip? Yes, as well. I found the thread, though. Oh, go on then. It's, t- it's well, I'm going to have to do a bit of... Probably not that good, actually. Uh, it's, it's, it's flawed... Um, yeah. Okay, so here are the three is. incidents that this person identifies. Which I'm about to deconstruct and blow apart. Yeah. <laughs> um, when asked about his and the GOP's plan on the AC- on the American Care Act, he said repeatedly that the Democrats own Obama- Affordable Care Act. Sorry, uh, own Obamacare and its failure. He said they should let it fail and the Democrats would own it, but they're not going to. Right. Um, the second, when he visited the CIA, he said he was outright visiting them to put to bed the idea of a rift with them. And the third uh-huh. was discussing, he described the purpose of sweeping regulatory rollback as being to allow companies to do something monstrous fast. Which is the strangest of the three. I'd need to see the context of that one. Yes. Um, so he goes, but he, anyway, the CIA one is really interesting. So he goes into the CIA, he arranges to have a meeting in front of this wall where everyone else who's ever been there is just on these incredibly sombre talks. And he brings a, yeah. a crowd of people who are being paid by him to cheer and laugh and who gave him a... Is that true? I saw yeah. some sort of boing, boing. I thought it was a usual overstatement well, I, again, uh, by it, these Californian liberals. But what's actually happened in it, that Well, case? it wasn't filmed, so it's all based on the, the okay. stories that have come so out. So it could but be it fake seems, news. It seems that what happened was that he paid a, a large group of people to sit at the front and to laugh and cheer and give him a standing ovation at the end, um, which... a uh, some security expert has said that it's uh, is, it's not possible that the CIA would have given a standing ovation in that room because this is an incredibly somber room where they all go with great reverence and they wouldn't they they themselves wouldn't have done that there. Um, right. And but the but what this person is arguing is that he went in he was told look it seems like there's a rift between you and the CIA but let's <coughs> put that one to bed. which I'm very happy about. Let's put that one to bed. You go in. There. I never want that. I never want the president to be no, I know. chummy too chummy sure. with the CIA. But he says you go in there and just speak and make everything clear that it's great and then in, and instead of he doesn't understand what person's arguing is he doesn't understand that. Um, uh-huh. He says they they said. Uh, 
so, so Donald Trump gets up in front of the CIA and his paid cheering session. And honest to God, the only thing he says on topic is that he says um, the media is talking about this rift, this rift. You have to go talk to them. Uh, show them. So he says um, he repeats probably almost word for word the rationale. His advisor told him he has to be there. Yes. Um, he doesn't understand what they actually wanted him to do, which was to get up and praise the CIA and act like there was no rift. So he so he just does the meta. Yeah. Exactly. And then the rest of the talk, he just talks about how great the crowd was at his inauguration. And it's just in, he's insane. Well, apparently he spends a lot of time talking about how good his hotels are still, like when he passes <laughs> by them. and stuff. That's why I'm not scared of him. I, I think he is he's he's a dilettante. There's nothing I'd be more scared if if I find the equivalent of a Rumsfeld, then I'll be scared. But I'm not scared of Trump himself. What that about this ridiculous. Breitbart man? Is he to worry about? I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think so. He's, he's again. He's not a Rumsfeld. These these people are not particularly scary to me because I don't think that they have it in them to go uh, full Halliburton. We'll see. I also think that come the midterms, there's going to be a big problem. Do you think? Don't forget that after when when W came to power. Yes. Everyone was absolutely yes. certain he'd be out after four years and then he won with a bigger majority. He had nine eleven. Yes, but even so he it it's when it came to that election it was right while well, he's going and it was three years later his election. I assume that Trump's gonna have some sort of nine eleven. <laughs> that he'll probably have caused. No but I assume that there will be some massive terrorist attack. Wherever do you one. That wouldn't be good, would it? We don't need that. It's going to happen. And then what? I'm impressed well, that then there were no will, shootings at Then his I'll be worried. Huh? I'm impressed there were no shootings at his inauguration. I mean, there were threatened. There were threats to do so. I mean, Madonna threatened to blow up the White House. No, or she something. didn't. She did. That's not what happened. Oh, my goodness. That's... It is. I read her tweet. <laughs> you didn't read her tweet because she said it on stage at the Women's March. And what... No, I read a tweet where she tried to. Ju- oh, that Women's March. Ugh. That Women's March. <laughs> That women's march is what offended me sincerely. There were a bunch of privileged women uh, marching for privilege. Yeah, as as Martin said, uh, where where was your marching for the women who are being raped in Sudan? Oh no, you don't really care about them. You only care about privileged women in the West who are getting who are whining a bit because the, the the new daddy's not as nice as the old daddy. Pathetic. <laughs> really, talk about a case where you need to check your privilege. I think you're being unfair. I think people are not they're, pro- they're marching for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Solipsistic wankers. <laughs> you're quite right. They're marching for themselves. But I don't think that necessarily has to be wrong. I think it necessarily means that it's literally solipsistic and decadent and self-indulgent. I, d- I don't understand what it was hoping to achieve. The only way it can achieve anything. It was hoping to achieve uh, uh, massive feelings of endorphin-led rage. It did It did have a side effect of genuinely upsetting Trump to the point where he, that the absolute farce of the um, press briefing on the inauguration crowd sizes happened as a result of it. So in that sense, it had an accidental effect. Yeah. The only way it could, the only way this stuff can be effective is if it's actual rioting, if it's actual violence. Well, that's my point. Yes, if you it, it, either have a revolution mm. or plan to do the voting properly next time, but this weird wishy-washy 
self-indulgent performance art in the middle is never going to uh, impress me. And impressing me is the only thing that they need to do. That's right. I wasn't impressed with the Hollywood stars who turned up at the protest to who had voted for Jill Stein. Not so impressed with them thinking they still have a voice. Well, they can have a voice if they want to, these very, 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 very rich, uh, wealthy and privileged people. I think they should just shut up, actually. <laughs> that sentence began, I think they should have a voice and ended with they should shut up. No, I don't think they should have a voice. You I never started off saying you thought they should. No, I didn't. Well, we can play it back. I, I, well, I, I mean, I, I was thoroughly uh, annoyed by Meryl Streep, for example. Yes? What it was she ridiculous. Do well, her, her little self-indulgent patting herself on the head speech in Hollywood. No, Hollywood, don't come and lecture us about uh, how, uh, as, as if you're the font of all ethics and morals. The Hollywood and the MPAA and the vicious backbiting way you, 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 you treat the underli- your underlings and so on. You have nothing to teach us, so shut up, you wealthy parasites. How dare you come and moralize and lecture? It makes me very angry when I see that happen. And also, it's strategically ridiculous. It's what helped them lose the election. A bunch of uh, Hollywood elite basically told scratters how they think they should vote and how they'd be deplorable if they didn't. Well done. That's really played well and caused you massive success over the last few years. Same thing. It's the Eddie Izzard effect, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know what the Eddie Izzard effect is. Every single thing that Eddie Izzard has come out and campaigned for and supported has failed. Um, if you remember the uh, vote change, the, the referendum to change the voting system, Eddie Izzard, uh, the, he, he was very much pro that. And of course, we, we know AV failed terribly. Um, there were several other things. Hang on, and you're then just, of course, so you're saying a bunch of stuff and then of that course, would have been good and he got behind didn't work out, so you're blaming him for and it. Then of course, and then, of course, the Brexit, everything that Eddie is... But stuff that he should have been campaigning for or against. It's stuff that he should have just shut up about because <laughs> the no... I know, I think it really does put people off when they see self-indulgent, smarmy celebrities come out and tell them, how they should think and vote. Whether the celebrity, of course the celebrity's got a right to do it, but they need to realise the optics of it. It doesn't work. People resent it. The celebs think, oh, I'm going to use my fame and voice to convince people. No, you're not. You're going to use your fame and voice to piss people off. And the fact that they're, they're so solipsistic, they keep doing it again and again and again and failing. Awful people. Do you not think they felt they had some level of success with Obama? Uh, no, Obama was going to win. Come no, no, I'm saying, do you not think they felt like they had some sense of success? With I'm sure they did feel that they had some sort of success. Yes, but I see. I suspect... I'm struggling. I've, I understand you. You are right in what you're saying in that it's not working. But I struggle with the. You know, these are people who are people. Everyone started off as a person, and they've now become multi-millionaire celebrities. I know, and part of that is they have to shut the f up. Well, they but they also have that's the deal a voice that can be heard compared to your scratter, who can't be heard. Yeah, and the scratcher's not going to be impressed by the use or abuse of that voice to try and um, manipulate or suggest uh, moral stances. Well, what about someone like an Angelina Jolie using her extraordinary fame to go work with the UN to help women in crisis around the world? (laughs) Oh, don't pfft that. You're wrong to pfft that. I'm not wrong to pfft that. She's not achieving anything. That's not true. She's not achieved anything. Except a, a vague sort of uh, 
the halo effect around Angelina Jolie. I'm sure she feels. I'm sure she feels very good about herself. It's a bit like when what was her name, um, Lily Allen, and the the refugees thing, and she patted herself on the head for tele for apologising for, for for the way Britain had behaved in their countries. Uh, but of course, uh, uh, same Lily Allen who was found out having. Um, worked hard to protect her investments and cash from from tax so no i'm not i'm not interested in what these people have to say and i think more importantly what they say is counterproductive to the very causes that they're trying to support uh, except and uh, look there may be there are probably limited circumstances where that's not true um i think possibly i wonder whether the aids campaign and the red ribbons and all that helped or hindered what do you think? I don't know, because we now know that, that Band-Aid probably did more harm than good. Exactly. It, 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 uh, I've, I've looked at the economics of that, and I think it did more harm than we good. We know that and that's what I worry is, about. Is, is, has caused yeah. massive problems. Yes. And that's what I worry about. Whenever a blunderbust, well-meaning celebrity uses the power of his or her voice, I, wonder about, I, I worry about Band-Aids and worse. So... It, it, it's it literally isn't it, it isn't democratic and it's not rational it's the same sort of hot-headed populism that was the very worry about trump in the first place just because it's a celeb you like doesn't make that whole hot-headed populism any better i don't think i, I want to be more of a rationalist i just remembered another thing eddie Izzard failed at what was that? He stood to be on the Labour's duty foodles. What's it called? That thingy that decides Labour policy. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, yes. Another failure. He stood to be on that and didn't get voted in. I'm really depressed about Jeremy Corbyn because, oh. as I said on... As I said, can, ima- can you imagine what a competent leader of the opposition who wasn't actually a leaver could have achieved in light of the, uh, of the Supreme Court vote? It's very sad, the wasted opportunity. He, well, do you remember when we tried to warn everyone in 2015 and we were screamed down? Yes. I remember Graham Linehan yelling at me on Twitter and unfollowing me in a big stampy strop. I remember Because that, I dared yes. to speak against the holy, uh, holy uh, Jeremy uh, Corbyn. I haven't heard from him since about that. I asked him a few no. days ago whether he'd, cha- you know, um, yeah. whether he'd had a change of heart, but he didn't, didn't have time to reply. He's probably blocking you. He used to have lots of time for me back before I, um, he disagreed with me on Jeremy Corbyn. Before you committed blasphemy. Yeah. It's sort of, it was a strange situation where he followed me and I certainly didn't follow him. <laughs> That's the way around it needs to be with Graham Linehan, yes. Very strange business. Are you on good, are you on good form with any celebs at the moment? Uh, I have one celebrity I greatly admire following me. Oh, really? Yeah. Who? I'm not telling. Why not? I can just check your follow list. It'd be awkward, no, because it's awkward. Really? Well, it's Why just showing Peter? off, isn't it? I don't want to... It's just... Well, show off. No, show off. Go on. You're allowed to show off. No false modesty. I'm very excited and pleased that Robert Webb follows me on Twitter. Well, that is a nice person to follow. If yes. you want to choose a celeb... He's one of the few decent celebs. I agree. His, I'd uh, like him to follow me. very brilliantly about Jeremy Corbyn and Labour. Robert, Robert, and he gets attacked vehemently oh, yes. for it. Absolutely. I, I have a lot of time for Robert Webb. Ever since I think he, he some some years ago there was a small Guardian interview and he said how much he despised. Um, uh, oh God, what's his uh, George George Galloway before it was fashionable to do so. <laughs> oh, this guy's interesting. Yeah. What's happening with George Galloway? 
He's currently trying to sue um, the uh, of course he something over the fake shake. He's trying to sue over the fake shake because he yes, got he. stung by him a few years back. Of course he did. Um, Corrupt rapist. <laughs> he's a big fan of rape. I don't know if he's raped anyone himself, but I do oh, know he he's has. a huge advocate of it. He, he believes it's useful, but then again, uh, he just think, you know, no, he... so so does his newly adopted religion. <coughs> so before we go. Okay, we need to go because I'm dying. I know. We have. I have a children's mm. toy here. Oh God! Um, it's a little plastic monstrosity, and you put plastic rings on it, and they light up, and it plays little tunes. Oh no! But here's the thing about it. So it, it plays tunes at random, so it's going to take a few goes before I get it. But I think okay. you're going to be quite surprised by the quality of one of them. So I'm just going to press okay. the button. Here we go. Okay, so that's that's the kind um, of. Normal, normal thing it does, right? It's a bit yeah. boring and tinny. Do that new waltz in square waves. There you go. A, a, it is oh, a monstrosity. I can stop it. Let's try another one. Please. There you go. Here you go. This is the one. <laughs> but keep listening. Yeah, but the thing about Bach is that no, but listen. it works very well in any digital beepiness. I wonder how long they got the MIDI file for. That is a hell of a lot better than it should have been. Well, fair enough. But uh, I imagine it's only because they got MIDI file of the classical MIDI archives or something. Maybe, but I'm just... Because that could have just been reduced down to... No, 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 no. But it's not. It's really complex. There's good fingering going on there. A good, good fingering. Good fingering. Well, uh, I think I've got you a know, title uh, for this episode. Uh, yes, you have. Wendy, well, ever since Wendy Carlos played it on Moog, we realised that Bach... And synthesizers go well together. So I just thought you should be mildly impressed Even by the quality of that. Even awful square wave beeps. Of that little toy. No, I am. Yeah. I shall say goodbye to you with that, that square wave reverberating in my pus-filled ears. <laughs> All the best. All the best. Bye-bye. Keep well. Bye, Bye. then. See you guys. Bye.